Welcome to the Book of Revelation. It's a series that's going to help us beware and be aware of the events, the signs, the spirit of the end times. To be ready for the last day, the day of judgment and uh, the promised reappearance of Jesus. But also encouraging us to be blessed and to not be afraid because, well, uh, as the scripture speaks, we have been purchased, we have been won by the Lord Jesus, and so we belong to him. Now, this last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, um, in its context has a Bible universe, a scripture universe, just like the Marvel universe has all of its backstory and characters and battles and history, so also the book of Revelation sits in the context of a greater a greater universe, the scriptural universe. And so if you're not familiar with the scripture universe, the Bible, you won't be able to understand what's going on in the last book of the Bible. So as I was thinking about this study, I was trying to think about what would be some entry points into the book of Revelation to get us into this universe of the scripture, all of the books of the Old Testament, the New Testament, the themes, uh, the uh, events. And so I was looking for these different different ways to introduce us uh, to uh, this scriptural universe so that when we come across these references in the book of Revelation, we'll be able to understand the story. So here's a couple of uh, the ways that we'll enter into this study. Um, the, the Old Testament and New Testament uh, are thoroughly saturated with this idea of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God, three distinct persons, and uh, there are these Trinitarian themes that run all throughout the scriptures, and you will also find them in the book of Revelation. This idea of Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit against an unholy trinity, uh, the devil, the corrupt world, and our own sinful flesh. So immediately there is, there is conflict. The unholy trinity, the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. From the scriptures, uh, they describe this unholy trinity as having the purpose to murder and to kill and to corrupt and to, to, to destroy uh, the creation of God. Uh, to lead us into idolatry and sin and great shame. Um, to put us into slavery, to separate us from God, to alienate us from him. Uh, their tools are lies and deception. And their end goal really is to create misbelief, uh, unbelief about who this Holy Trinity is and his gifts. And to lead us into despair. So these themes of Trinity and then an anti Trinity, right? The devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh, um, always trying to come against uh, the Holy Trinity. You'll hear about the Antichrist, right? Versus the true Messiah, Jesus the Christ. And also um, the theme of anti-church, that this corrupted world, um, this devil has these henchmen, this world, this corrupted world, false teachers, false prophets to come against uh, the church of, of Jesus. 
there's this work of the triune God and the themes of creation. So you'll see this all throughout the scriptures. You'll see it in the book of Revelation. You know, uh, this idea of God making all things new. Creation, recreating, providing, protecting. The theme of redemption, buying us back. We are alienated from God, hostile to God, enslaved to the devil, and uh, this Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world and reconciles us. He redeems us. He buys us back. Also, this theme of sanctification, just a fancy way of saying uh, that God makes us holy. And you'll read in the book of Revelation how these stand before God, the throne of God, and they uh, have washed their robes and made them white, right, by the blood of the Lamb. You'll see this pattern in confessions in the history of the church, right? The Apostles' Creed, Nicene Creed, Athanasian Creed, where we confess uh, throughout the centuries, I believe. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the Holy Spirit. So that's going to be one entryway into uh, the book of Revelation. We'll talk about creation and new creation, spiritual death and resurrection shows up in Revelation. It'll talk about first, you know, uh, first death, second death, uh, being born and born, born again, born from above, uh, made holy, receiving the holiness of another, uh, the, the Lord Jesus, our brother. Another way to enter it is uh, to spend some time with, let's say, Old Testament 101 and hearing the stories. Uh, the serpent. You'll, you'll see this idea of the serpent, the dragon, the accuser. And this is Genesis chapter 3. Angels and demons, the conflict between the fallen angels and the angels that are sent to guard and to protect the, the church. You'll see that over and over and over again in the book of Revelation. In Revelation chapter 12, you'll, you'll hear about the woman who is pregnant and the promised seed of the Messiah and how the dragon um, attempts to attack her and to attack the promised, uh, the promised seed. You, you hear about the, the 12 tribes of Israel listed in the book of Revelation. Well, you need some context. That's Old Testament. Um, Constant references to the exodus and plagues and wilderness wanderings and how God provides for his people. This sacrificial system of the Old Testament, specifically this idea of the lamb, uh, will continually occur in, in the last book of the Bible. You have feasts, you have patterns of worship, the temple. There's a lot of singing in the book of Revelation, and you'll recognize you know, some of these uh, songs. Uh, the Psalms themselves will, will point us to the book of Revelation. There'll be talk of throne rooms and a king. Uh, well, that's the Lord Jesus. The Son of Man. Well, that's reference to the book of of Daniel and also Ezekiel. There'll be messianic expectations that the prophets talk about in the Old Testament that are fulfilled and we'll have an understanding of what the kingdom of God is like. Also, uh, reference to Babylon, uh, the place of exile, and Jerusalem, but also uh, the story of a new Jerusalem, a new heaven and a new earth. 
Another way to look at it is uh, repentance and the day of the Lord. This this preaching of repentance in the Old Testament keeps showing up with this phrase, the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord. And in Revelation, you'll see there'll be signs of the times. There'll be plagues and famines, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, justice and and judgment. Well, this is just Old Testament language speaking about God's calling all people uh, to repentance and to believe that uh, the payment for sin has been given in the Lamb who was pierced, who was slain from the foundation of the world. There's all these numbers and symbols as well in the book of Revelation. Well, those those two go back uh, into the Old Testament. The seven days of creation. You'll see seven continually showing up in the book of Revelation. It'll talk about four, referencing the four corners of the earth. So four is like a number that describes uh, the world from north and south and east and west. You have the ten words of Exodus. We know them as the Ten Commandments, but ten will also be a significant number. The twelve tribes of Israel, there'll be twenty-four elders uh, around the throne, and so 144,000. So all of those are, are speaking about this number 12. There's 42 years of the people uh, since they come out of uh, Egypt in the Exodus. They wander for 40 years, but before that there were two years. So the number 42 will be in the book of Revelation. 1260 days can be broken up into 42 months. Uh, but also three and a half years. So you'll see these these numbers, uh, and also the number six. Um, probably most uh, famous is the number six six six. Another entryway will be the person and the work of Jesus. Uh, so Jesus uh, humbles himself, takes the very nature of a servant, and so throughout the Gospels we'll read about his state of humiliation, where he does not or always uh, fully use his divine attributes. You know, he humbles himself. But in his state of exaltation, right, in his ascension, he is crowned, he is uh, king of uh, of all. He now fully and always uses these divine attributes, and he rules and reigns over all for the purpose of his church. So not only is Jesus for his church, but he promises to be with his church. And so Revelation will talk about how this one stands among the lampstands, among the, the churches. We'll, we'll read about his words about the end, uh, end times. And he'll say, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, signs in the sky. Uh, the gospel will be proclaimed. You will be persecuted. There will be false Christs. Uh, but then again, always the promise that he has come to make all things, all things new. So you also read the New Testament after the Gospels, the letters to the churches, and uh, they'll remind these churches that they are marked, that they are sealed, that they are a kingdom and priests that serve God, that they are the church militant fighting against the the anti-Trinity. They're the church triumphant, fully uh, recognized and and to be seen when Christ himself reappears. The warning, the the sober understanding that they will be martyrs, that they will die uh, for the sake of Christ. Just as their Savior walked the way of the cross, so also they uh, too will follow his example and participate in his suffering. 
The epistles will also say, well, the Lord is slow, not wanting anyone to perish. And so uh, we'll, we'll think, well, why is the Lord delaying? Why has he not reappeared? And the epistles will say, well, because the Lord Jesus wants the gospel to go forward for all to hear this gospel and to believe it. But also the warning that one day, one day the trumpet will sound and Christ will reappear and the day of judgment will occur. The dead in Christ will rise and we will be with Christ and with those who have died in the faith forever. So nothing new or secret is going to be really revealed in the uh, book of Revelation. Again, it takes place in the context of the greater Bible universe. All things are revealed in the scriptures. And it's the same message from Genesis to Revelation, and it focuses on the person and the work of Jesus. That this promised Messiah one day will come, that's the Old Testament, the promised Messiah has come, that's the promise of the Gospels, and the promised Messiah one day will reappear and will take us to himself. Well, that is the words, the promise of the epistle. Uh, epistles, the letters to the churches. So it's a, it's a book. It's a, a series that's going to help us. We're going to use this little framework. It's going to help us beware and be aware of the events and the signs and the spirit of the times to be ready for that last day, the day of judgment, where Christ will reappear, but also encouraging us not to be afraid, for us to be blessed as we read the words of this book. Why? Well, always because we belong to Jesus.